Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTENDAV.com. Tone, I'm looking for a head coach. I know. Are you going to be consulted on this? Are you going to... No, I'm not. They never consult me on things. You're going to create a task force? If they consulted me last time, they'd probably still have their head coach today. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to put some names together? You got any names? Oscar, Mar- uh, who is it? Oscar Rodriguez. Well, he came Oscar over. Martinez was a character in the office. Yeah, he came over from uh, Chattanooga, so I imagine this is just an interim basis. Yeah. Uh, Zach Jackson threw out the names. Toledo defensive uh, coordinator, which you had brought up as well, Vince Karras. Yep. Uh, also, he brought up the Hoban head coach, Tim Terrell. Okay, that's – And he had – Interviewed for the Youngstown State job in 2019. Uh, then I had written, not a Charlie Fry fan, question mark, said hard to imagine Fry, or Luke Getze, who is at, I think, Green Bay. Okay. Uh, hard to believe either of those guys would be interested is what Zach Jackson's saying, but he did note that Charlie Fry had been interested in the job in the past. Well, uh, listen, I, I want to I take a swing at Vince Karras. Um, there's a couple other guys that I do like. There's a couple other guys that actually are, and this isn't, obviously I wouldn't be name dropping or anything like that. There's a couple guys who actually are friends, uh, that I would like to have a chance, uh, to get it. Guys who have been head coaches before, not Hugh Jackson for crying out loud, but, uh, a couple of guys that I think could do a good job. I, I this is a job to me and I, I want you to, cause you went to big state school and then you went to big broadcasting school. Is it? That, is Syracuse part of the New York network? What do you mean? State University, New York. Oh, are they, SUNY. Yeah. yeah are they, no, or no, are no. they They're private? private? Okay. I thought so, but I want to make sure. So I think it can be a good job. 
there are limitations. Money is one of them. Uh, the school is not financially well off. The program, they will donate. See, this has been, you know, I, I've wrestled with this, and this is why I want to throw this about you. Plus, we will be talking about Cleveland politics soon. I think it can be a good Mac job. But there are limitations, just like I said. One, money is an issue, just like I said with that. Uh, resources, their facilities are nice. They've kept upkeep on their facilities. I think it's a program that could have an identity that just doesn't. And I've been critical of them. And I, you know, I got to watch my own words here because it's like, what, what do I stand for? Because I've said before, I go, why are we pouring all these resources into football? When we're never going to really get anywhere, when we have, and this is when the when the Cavs, when the Zips had Keith Danbrot, why aren't we pouring more resources into men's basketball? Why aren't we doing that? Why are we still playing in the jar? The jar looks more and more antiquated by the day. Uh, why are we not doing that? Because men's basketball is where you can make a splash. Now, I know this is a football crazy region, and that's why it's like, hey, as much as I think that they can have a success, and John Gross has done a good job. You know, I, I gave him hell over the uh, the Gucci belt and things like that. Gross has done a good job. But I th- I know that this is a football crazy region, and I just think, man, you look at what, oh, what's his nuts is doing over there at Kent State. What's his name? Sean Lewis. Sean yeah. Lewis, thank you. I was having a brain fart. I mean, they, they're playing at a school. Big Let, win last night over Northern Illinois. Let's be honest. Kent State is not, they don't care that much about athletics. They never have. You know, we've heard the stories about whether or not they were continue athletic programs, even football there in the past. They play in a football stadium that's good enough to hold high school football playoffs, but I think that they play in a football stadium that I think you could probably count 20 to 30 high school football stadiums in this state that are probably better than Dick Stadium right now. Mm-hmm. And he's been able to take local guys, Dustin Crum, for example, and just make them better. You know, my problem with the Mac is it's a place where so many guys try to reinvent their wheel. And I shouldn't be saying all these nice things about Sean Lewis because he won't even pick up our phones to come on the show, which really miffed me. to be. Uh, it, this is a show of honesty. really pissed me off. Um, I wanted to hear his story. I wanted to, I wanted to pick his brain on the air, see what he thought. And you know, we get other coaches who are more than willing to pick up the phone, and it, it pissed me off. Um... But I, I respect the job he's done, and I think, you know, this is a guy who's taken a lot of local guys. He he isn't trying to do it, you know, I have my own way, and I'm going to reinvent coaching. He's got kids who know how to play the game. There's a lot of good coaches in Northeast Ohio. There's a lot of good coaches in this state, and they teach it the right way. They teach the kids the game the right way. They play disciplined high school football. And so when you recruit Ohio players – which, yeah, you can't recruit kids who can go to Ohio State, Michigan State, UC. You can't recruit those guys. But you can recruit guys who are smart, who are four-year varsity guys who might have played at some smaller schools, two-year varsity guys who might have played at some bigger schools, Mm -hmm. guys whose bodies can grow into it, guys who you can actually roll up your sleeves and coach a little bit and actually have something to you, where where you will win games because of your discipline. Because you're not going to commit stupid pre-snap penalties, you're not going to have the, you're not going to have illegal motion, illegal formation. You're not going to have that stuff because your guys know what they're doing because they're because they're disciplined because they learned it in high school here. 
And that is something that, since Lee Owens, and, you know, J.D. Brookhart did a good job here too. I'll, I'll give him credit. But since J.D. Brookhart, we've not really done. And, and Tommy Bowden, bless him. He, Terry Bowden, bless him. He did coach him up, coached him up good, got him to a potato bowl, and that was fun. But, man, like, even at, before him, like, Rob Ionello, Rob Ionello, uh, like, it was a recruiting, 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 recruiting. If you, can't, if you can't recruit in Ohio, you can't be a head coach. You can't do it. you got to be someone else's assistant. It's football. People love football here. They always have. They always will. I'm amazed. They're that, smart. I'm amazed the issues Arth had in that and the fact that he did so poorly in being able to do that, that you end up having to bring in a – never-ending carousel of Juco guys. I mean, they, they had a guy, a good running back, uh, Tion Dollar. Yeah. And then he had, he, got to, in trouble. he had to leave the team right before the season started. And, you know, look, any coach that didn't do well over the last few years, they're going to point to what? If anybody asks them what happened, they're going to say COVID. And it hit Akron probably harder than just about any program in the country because that was supposed to be your breakthrough year. And instead, you have COVID. And you don't even know if you're going to play. And then they decide last minute, hey, we will play. And it's like, we haven't really practiced. Guys haven't even really been in the weight room. Yeah. Now we have to throw a season together. And how many games did they play well, last I, year? I, I talked to a writer who – Five? Yeah, I talked to a writer who covers college football. Six. And yeah. even, you know, pays attention to the zips. And he, he actually likes Tom Arth personally mm-hmm. and felt bad. He, he thought last year shouldn't count. He thought it was stupid. Um. But and it kind of was. The like, ma- they didn't know whether they're playing in the spring. But that's like telling a jury, "Hey, we're going to sequester you. Don't yeah. pay attention to the news, no matter what." Yeah, you're right. And you're expect right. these guys to not look at the newspaper or read their phones. You're right. Like, yes, the season happened. The season happened. They know the season happened. And what didn't he actually get his first win last year? Yes. So they beat BG. Yes. Last year, and then they beat him again this year. They beat him again this year. They did beat him again this year. They beat Bryant this year. They're oh, yeah. two and seven and right now. They were on the verge of potentially beating Ball State when their quarterback fumbled the ball, got it stripped from him at the two yard line. That's what got him fired. Well, so you're saying they would have he would have kept his job oh, at three wins? Then you start to present evidence. Well, then why you have in a the coach, world? No, you have a coach who has a system at Ball State. I, I raised my no. mic so I didn't yell in the mic. I'm, I'm passionate about this. Um, Mike New, who's at Ball State, he's been there for a few no. years now. I mean, he's he's working along his rebuild. Ball State's a decent program for the mm-hmm. MAC. Yeah. If you would have won that, you go here. Three, we're three and seven. What we played Auburn. We had we had to go down and get killed for money. Wow, the schedule was stupid. Yeah. yeah. We, but they had to do it because they got to make money. They have to, yeah. and especially now. Like you saw what they did at Kent State. Like they played Texas A and M and things like that. Like you got to do it. Um, you could say, I swear to God, man, three and three and six looks a hell of a lot better than two and seven. And now it's like, so they All were right, rooting. Let's see against, how the rest of the season goes. So the athletic department was rooting. I bet they were. I bet they them. were. I bet there were. I swear to God, because they had their mind made up. Because again, of them. they are so strapped for cash, and they might tell you something different. They want it to work out. They don't want to have to pay this guy to go away and bring in bring in somebody else and pay him and pay his staff and do all that. They don't want to do that. Now, I know that Tom – I mean, I, I think that's part of the reason they kept him after last year was they don't have the money. And, and you're playing with the – like, they need to stockpile cash again. Mm-hmm. And they don't have it. And so until they can do it, you know, they're going to be a little bit behind the eight ball and you're going to have to get guys who – are loyal to the area, know the area, know that this could be a springboard. That's why I'm like, Vince Karras, 
Yeah, you, Vince cares. you mentioned the money. Uh, Zips would be on the hook for 75% of the $425,000 salary in 22 and 23. So Tom Ars is going to be getting Craig Bowl makes $700,000 a year at Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming, yeah. You're making four fifty at Akron. Wyoming isn't – no offense to the fine people of Wyoming. Wyoming is an outpost. It's in Laramie. There's like 30,000 people in Laramie, and then there's no one around you. And he and you're making seven hundred grand a year. Tom Arth is making four fifty. I mean, that's not a lot. That's not in in like obviously for guys like us, four fifty. Jeez, oh, you're really starving. But it's it's the pressure, it's the job, it's it's so many things to it. I feel bad. I'm, I wish it would have worked for him. It didn't. And I like I know it was an outsider. It's like get out of here. You're right. garbage. Beat it. That type of thing. And I didn't have any love lost for Ionel. I thought he was a goof and still do. But for, like, Tom Marth, he's a local guy, and he did well at John Carroll. And it's like, ah, oh, that sucks, man. I know he's going to go to L.A. and live a nice life and work with Brandon Staley more than likely. But it's like, ah, oh, it sucks. It sucks. So, like, I, I agree with what Zach said. Zach said what? Zach said Vince Karras. Mm-hmm. And he said Tom Tyrell at, at uh, yeah. Hoban. Tim Terrell. Or yeah. Tim Terrell, sorry. I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to open it up to a couple of different guys. I'm open-minded to a lot of different things. I'm open to high school coaches just like him. I, I'm open to – I swear to God, I'm open to, like, Nate Moore at Maslin if he wanted to try it. <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he likes – like, he's basically the mayor in Maslin now. What does that but, job pay? And the perks. Probably just slightly less than that. And the perks. <laughs> yeah, there's a – You got an indoor – you have the same – you have a better indoor facility than Akron Well, does. I knew at, uh, at Parkersburg, I knew the coach, and there were the perks that you knew about. Yeah. The perks you didn't. Now, you're not getting private jet, but you are getting, at times, a big stipend towards your home, yeah. free car, uh, maybe a – I people will laugh, maybe a timeshare. Now, you don't want to – Sell one of those timeshares because then you end up going to hell, as you know, Kenny. No, when you – yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I almost got it wrong. You're right. Continue. Go but ahead. But anyway, anyway, there are perks to some of these – I want to meet that guy. I like that guy. I want to shake his oh, hand. Oh, yeah. We got to get him on the podcast. There are perks to some of these jobs in high school and college. Uh, people would be surprised to know and maybe horrified to know some of the perks that big-time Ohio high school, big-time <laughs> Texas high school horrified. get. I think they'd be horrified. I mean, if they're horrified, they're not listening to this podcast. True. They don't oh, like yeah, sports. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. They don't like sports. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but either way, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not a job for the faint of heart. I mean, you have to be ready to totally retool. You're going to basically kick everybody off the team. You're going to have to bring in. Uh, so your, your first year, you're going to be terrible. There's no way anybody could come in. Although you, you could say that because – from top to bottom in the MAC is maybe the 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 closest the margin has been in a long time. Kenny, are you looking at the? I mean, for BG to lose to Akron, but then the very next week have a chance to beat some of the best teams in the conference, it does go to show that maybe anybody could come in and start to win, not win big, but the gap is kind of closed from top to bottom right now in the MAC. So I find that very interesting that maybe someone yeah. could come in and do better, but they're not going to do well next year. Whoever takes that job. Like no, obvious. well, they see. Well, yeah, probably because they have a bunch of, they got a bunch of kids, they got a bunch of kids who are, they were. I mean, God, they had like basically all freshmen playing uh, last night or two nights ago. So and they almost won. 
You just got to hold on how many of those guys. I just get I, – I do. I get frustrated and pissed off because, you know, I see when they recruit, it's like, oh, this junior college in, in Kansas and this junior college in – like, hey, man, you can get athletes from JUCOs, but you do – you got to be careful how many JUCO kids you get because you also get a lot of problems out of JUCO. You know what I mean? You get a lot of, you get a lot of baggage in JUCO too. I mean, let's just be serious about it. And you can get baggage right here in Northeast Ohio. I get that. But it's like I'm closer – like, th- that kid might be from Immokalee, Florida, JUCO. Mm-hmm. His family, the people he trusts, are still in Florida. You're in Akron, Ohio. It was 31 degrees when you kicked off. It's different. If a kid might be from – if a kid might be from Collinwood and you might have – well, there's baggage, but he still has people he trusts mm-hmm. that you could talk to, and you can know the family. And you know that kid can play because he's from Northeast Ohio. You might have had a kid who played at Glenville. You might have had a kid who played at Menor. You might have had a kid who played, you know, at Aurora. You might, like you have with, with Bubba Arslanian. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. These guys, they try to recruiting, 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 recruiting. And they start thinking about them being on the private jets before they've even done the job good enough to get them to a job that can get, get them get to the, the private, private jet. And so they want to put this national footprint out. It's like, dude, your best player is from 30 minutes away in Aurora, Ohio. The best player on their team is Bubba Arslanian, who I believe is from Aurora. Yes. yes. That's sad. It's a good wrestler. Because he's a good player. It's not sad for him. It's just like you do this thing. We cast a wide net. Your best players are from here, Yeah, you here, don't need man. to. The, the thing about in a conference like the MAC, you're not expected to even really hang in there against Auburn or Tennessee or at Texas A&M. I mean, my God, have you seen Kent State's schedule this year? Yeah. You're not expected to hang in with them. There's no shame in taking the paycheck – and getting your ass kicked. The whole point is you should be able to recruit guys all over the state of Ohio and around Michigan and around Pennsylvania and around Indiana who can be coached up to be the best linebacker in the MAC. It can happen. Or one of the best defensive ends or a very solid offensive line group. You don't need five stars. You don't need four stars. You don't need three stars. A few of them would help. You can take some guys that maybe you've actually – talk to some high school coaches yes. and massage those relationships where a high school football coach is like, hey, I can't guarantee this guy's going to be good, but if he pops, you might end yeah. up, hey, this guy's going to grow another inch or two, and he has the capacity to put on 30 pounds of muscle, and his instincts are off the charts. His dad was a football coach. Yeah. Like, maybe, I know no one else has recruited him, and he wants to go play D3. Maybe he can play for you at Akron. That's what I'm saying. That does happen. That does happen a lot. Again, you you're just gonna you're winning. It's the Mac. It's not. It's hard, but it's not that hard. And you, if you stick to the basics, I swear to God, you're gonna win. You're probably gonna get hammered out of conference because you're gonna be playing some big teams. Mm-hmm. But in your Mac schedule, what are you playing? Eight Mac games. You're looking at. You're gonna win half, and then as you build your program. Three years, you're going to win most. Like you win, like you say you go, you got two big killer games. Boom, boom. Get those out of the way. You get another non-con from like, even though they're about to close down Conference USA. (laughs) Sunbelt, Conference USA, whatever. Beat them. Boom. There you go. There's one. Then you get probably an FCS like they had with Bryant or. Yeah. No, that's two. Okay, you're two and two. Then you're in your conference schedule. You have guys who are trying to reinvent the wheel, and I think you can beat them with Northeast Ohio guys because 
I do think that there's going to be guys who get caught slipping because they're going to have bad hires. And so I think you'll beat them because you just committed less penalties. You didn't take third and one and make it third and six because you had a false start. Like that, you're going to play in a lot of close games. You're going to try to do your offense. You're going to be frustrated, but you can win. I'm telling you, you can win here. Now, as far as fan support, hey, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, that part of the reason I'd like to bring in guys from Northeast Ohio, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com, is that their families would come and watch them, so there's more people in the stands. I think this is a Mac problem altogether. Um, I, I think that the television money they can't say no to with the Mac, but, man, playing on Wednesday night, like OU Miami, or excuse me, on Tuesday night, that's a rivalry game. There should be peop- There should be a lot more people there than should already be there. Wasn't a lot of folks there. Mm. Tuesday night, Maction. No, it's not happening. It's good for TV. It's terrible for attendance. How was the o- OU crowd the other night? Dustin Fox was doing what, the game. What, the OU, Mi- yeah. OU Miami, I guess it was barren. What? I, I was told it was barren. What? I was watching Akron, and then I was watching other things, but I was told it was barren. I went to OU for a year. What the hell did you guys have to do on a Tuesday I night? I just said, Tony, it's that Tuesday is, night. And that is supposed to be Miami. That's supposed to be Battle of the Bricks. You're going up against your rival. At least go get drunk for a quarter yeah. and sit in the damn stands. And if they entertain you, God forbid, maybe you stay for another quarter. That's sad. What is it with that? I Man, when I was younger, I'm telling you, we would also go OU games, uh, basketball games. We used to pack up the Convocation Center for the game against Miami. How do you not show up? What the hell do you guys have better to do in Athens, Ohio? I know. What are the better party schools in the country? Yeah, what do you guys party at 7? That's what time the game kicked off at. Go party at – That's true. You always just go hang out. Go party out. Go party later. What are you guys going to parties at – you're smoking weed at 9 o'clock at night? You can wait. Come on. It's embarrassing. You can always smoke weed and go to the game. Now, when I went to you, people smoked uh, before their second class of the day. You could smoke That's weed in the stands, I'm sure. I mean, you got a little bit of room. Is someone really going to come after you for smoking some weed in the stands <laughs> at OU? OU's very granola to me. I'd like to do a tour of the MAC one day and just tell you my thoughts of the MAC. My goal, I want to get. I'm very disappointed. I was not assigned. <laughs> How jealous is Jeff game. Phelps and Andy Baskin right now? We're sitting here talking MAC football instead of OBJ. It's the show they always wanted to do. True. Go ahead. It really is. I was very disappointed. I did not get a game at Peden Stadium this year down at OU. It's beautiful. I wanted to go down so beautiful. bad. Get some DP dough. Hang out at Cat's Eye. Go to. Uh, it, there's still a bunch of bunch of the same bars are still there. I, uh, Street Tavern. It's just yeah. such a bitch to get to. I didn't even apply. This is this is a shame. This is again why I should have been in a vocational high school, learning a trade instead of trying to go to college. And I went to college. Mm. I uh, I didn't even apply to OU because I don't, I still don't think I would have got in. I know OU's not the hardest might, school to get into. You just into. might not have gotten into scripts right away. Well, I don't think I would have went to journalism school. Okay. I, I, I know they have a radio station down there. I might have just done that. And the TV station. Yeah. Their Friday night football show, I'll put it up there with almost – You ain't putting it against touchdown. Uh, uh, listen, I work for a Mother effer, you ain't doing it. I'm just it. telling you, there are like 100 people that work on this football show, and they get like 50 games. Okay? I'll put it up – like I got it. I'll put it up against anybody in the, in the state of Ohio. Um. Okay, fine. W-O-U-B, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't even try it because it was such a pain in the ass to get to at OU. I was like, that's four hours away, and i got to drive through West Virginia. <laughs> Never mind. And I dated a girl. You don't have OU. to now because you got three lanes of just exceptional space taking you down at 71 until you get to 33. 
Then you go through not only <laughs> Lancaster, but also Nelsonville. You pass Rocky Boots. And, again, they have uh, – what do they call it? What do they call it? The bypass. Yeah. They have the bypass. So you don't have to go through Parkersburg or Marietta if you don't want to. What would you think of Miami? Um, what rapid fire. I thought that the caliber of students there is very different. And they're a little more hoity-toity. They think they're the Ivy League of Ohio, and they're a very good school. Very good school. You ain't Case Western, okay? Okay, Red Hawks. Case Western's nice. You ain't Case Western. uh, I don't think people here in Cleveland understand. It's so nice. In academics, unless you're in academic circles, they don't get how big of a deal Case Western is. Oh, my God in heaven. Liz picked me up from Little Italy after Columbus Day. You know, I was three sheets. And we were, like, driving around campus. You know, it's a metro campus, but it's on the east side. And it's not like you're, like, surrounded by skyscrapers like you are downtown. It's on the east side of downtown. And Liz is like, well, this is really nice. And Axe is like, can I go here someday? And I'm like, well, if you take after me, I don't think you're going to be able to get in here, son. It was one of them deals. Liz is like, boy, it'd be so nice if Axe will get into that school. I go, that's a really good school, Liz. I don't know if he's going to get in. I'll tell you, when I was at the regatta. I don't want to tell him that. I want him to work hard. But you get what I'm when saying. I was at my annual regatta that I attend in Cambridge. Uh, your annual regatta. Uh, there were some people wearing Case Western gear. Nice. And I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, these people actually know about Case Western Reserve here. They don't know about OU. They don't know about Miami. Sorry. Amazing. Sorry, Amazing. Miami. But Miami's campus, beautiful buildings, a little too uniform. You know, it all kind of looks the same. True. Uh, beautiful campus, and we had fun. I always laughed when people would try to say this party school is a bigger party school than this party school. I was at BG. I was even at Toledo for a night once, part of the BG trip we went on. I was at OU, been to Kent State. Akron was an even bigger commuter school than it is now. It was way bigger back then, so you didn't really hang out at the dorms. At least we didn't at the mm-hmm. times. Uh, but it seems like Akron's taken huge steps forward just in terms of the campus life. Has it not, Kenny? Is that is that not true? Akron? I mean, Akron. Yeah. I think Akron's taken a huge step forward. You need more bars right around campus, though. You can't be going to the Valley all the time. Uh, but I – I tell you that I've been to all those schools. They were all fun in, their, in, in, in very similar ways. Most people would say different. They were similar. It, there's, there's house parties everywhere. I always laughed when they would do the rankings. Playboy would do the rankings, the top party schools or uh, whatever. And OU would always boast, we're the top party school. And Miami kids would say, no, we're the top party school. I'm like, you're all yeah. the same. You're all the same. There's endless parties to be had at all your schools. I went to Ken there's a lot, There's endless though. frat houses yeah. at all your schools. I had a lot of fun at Akron. What, BG, what would you think of BG? Had two great nights there. It was fun. Toledo. Listen, these places are all cold and miserable in the winter. What else are you going to do? You're going to party. That's yeah. what you're going to do. They're all miserable. Glass Bowl was a lot nicer than I thought it would be. Yeah. At Toledo. They take football. Listen. Boy, that's nice. The, the you got to remember, that is. The what, stone, nice stadium. Here's what makes Toledo a little bit different is that it is a TV market in its own. Yeah, it's true. There are no professional sports there except, I mean, mud like minor league hockey and minor league That's right. Uh, Walleye and Mudhens. But they take Toledo, seriously, and when I read, who's our who's our friend of the show that writes up there? The tall dude, um, he's like six foot eight. You want to call him David Blade? Oh my god, I can't remember his name for the Toledo Blade. Someone will help us out. Uh, but he writes for them, and every game is life what? or death in Why the glass am I bowl. So many brain farts. I'm not even drinking this week. I know. I can't remember either. But they they cover the crap out of Toledo. There in that. I'm market. looking it up on my Twitter. And and the TV stations, and furthermore. 
they have assembled a very nice broadcasting program because of, is it Buckeye Buckeye TV up in Toledo? I can't remember what I they call it. I cannot believe I don't know. Who, it's not even popping up on my Twitter. What do you got? I don't remember. We, have, we know two people that write for the Toledo Blade. What is his name? I'll find it in two seconds. This is embarrassing. I'll find it in two seconds because I'll see. Oh, well, one of them, Kyle Rowland writes for them. That's one of them. I don't know him. You don't know him? No. Sure, he's a nice guy. Oh, me, oh, my. Sure, he's a nice guy. Toledo Blade. Nobody covers that. Uh, that yeah, that's not happening. No, it's not. What? Benny Blade. No. Get out of here. You've booked the guest, Owen. You should know. Dave Briggs. Dave. Dave Briggs, yes. you bastard. I remember you now. Yep. Where the hell are you? He's going to be devastated. We've had him on. He's written some scathing opinions on Cleveland and, and Michigan sports. All right. Are we done talking about We're done. Arth? We want to talk anymore, Arth? I think that's enough. All right. That's the end of talking about Arth. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. All right. Justin Bibb. Ready? Go. Thoughts. Uh, very polished for his age. I I like him. I worry he's too perfect. <laughs> um, I wish there was a, a, a. I wish his feathers were a little more ruffled. Okay, but this is what I like. I don't think he will be around very long. I see where you're going with You it. have to accomplish more if you're not going to be around very long. What, yes. what, I mean, what do we just say about Max schools? If you really, you got to put in the work, show what you have. Like so many people, so many coaches, they get focused on the next job instead of being obsessed with the current job they have. Obsess yourself. Do what you're going to do. Do what you're going to do. Mm. You say you're going to do. Okay. You got to make things better for the kids. You got to work on the public schools. Uh, you, you, for our business, you know, we, we, we rely on the teams. He says he's going to be a good partner with business. I hope that's true. I hope that the city gets what they need uh, from the business that they that they welcome in. I hope it can be a two-way street. I don't want it to turn into really what the last six, seven years, and maybe I'm being generous to some, have turned into with Frank Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like, I read the articles. I read the, well, he's showing up at 10 and he's leaving at 2. I, like, he showed up at all? I mean, honestly, well, I haven't heard from him in four years. Because when you have a 16-year guy, we well, see here 16 years, right? As Unless the, as his family's the, in the news. As the uh, as the mayor, he's here 16 years. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes, it just becomes. What are you doing to stay in the position yeah, you're in? That's it. And I'm fine if Justin Bibb is the mayor of Cleveland for four years, and Lima, you could speak to this better. Does what he says he's going to do and make the city better. Make it a make it better in 2025 than it is in 2021. I I fear there's a lot of things that I fear. I fear that I hate to say this. I think Pittsburgh is ahead of us when it comes to some of the stuff that they've done with business. I think that we need to fight in letting business go to Columbus and letting things go to Columbus. I think that he could he could do that. And I think if he's here for four years and he does that, then fine. I think that he has other things that he wants to do. Senator, senator, what you know, you you know these better than I do. If he wants to be a senator, he wants to do those things. He's got to be able to to show his work in a midwestern Rust Belt city like Cleveland. I don't need him here sixteen or twenty years and just doing what he needs to do to stay in that office because that'll lead to problems. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with a guy like Justin. Bill. Well, yeah, and he's he's trying to walk that tightrope in between local. Businessmen, entrepreneurs, yeah. real estate 
companies. He's trying development companies. He's trying to walk that tightrope between all of them, and then also making sure that schools and uh, a lot of the people who have hit hard times are not left behind. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some commitment to both. And neither side, when when I see the extremes talk about these things publicly, and I'll I'll go after my friends over at Scene Magazine when I think they don't focus enough on how big, how, how important it is to make sure that business can thrive in this city and in this region. And I get it. I get it. A lot of times those businesses pay lip service to helping people who have hit unfortunate times, but they don't necessarily come through on the other end. There has to be walking that tightrope. And it, trust me when I tell you, Bib, in getting the money that he got to help secure his campaign and make sure that his campaign was on equal footing with some of the other money that was backing the other Mm -hmm. candidate, he is going to try to walk that tightrope. We'll see how long that commitment lasts. And look, he's, he's got a very quick impediment. This issue 24 thing is something that he's going to have to explain away. Yeah. And him winning, he is going to be seen in him pushing for issue 24. Uh, for those that want to look into it, they can do the research for themselves. Issue 24, there is, is very controversial, uh, a bill that has now been passed, a provision that has been passed here in Northeast Ohio. To It's one of the scary things, I think, to me that sounds great on the surface, and then when you really dig in, it can turn into a, a well, real big problem. It's a big push for police reform and how they are going to do it. And listen, there are people that are far closer to the situation than you and I are. Two guys who do not live in Cleveland, Ohio, who are not there where police have to be, mm-hmm. who are not there to be around some of the, let's just say there's some unfortunate incidents that happen with police. And a lot of us know police. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us know both current and former police here in Cleveland. And they do not like this bill. They do not like uh, issue. They do not like, uh, do not like it at all. So he has got to come out and explain how this is going to go down and make sure this is the type of reform that is going and to help. And they said they're going to fight him that's going, in yeah, court. Hell yeah, so, hell yeah, they're going to fight. Uh, that's, you know, that's, again, I, I, I just fear so much, and I do, I use that word. I fear so much this is a thing that when you explain it from the top down, it's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea, getting police and community involved. And it's like, yeah, we all want that, right? <clears throat> yeah, but then again, it's like, okay, we don't necessarily know what it takes to do that job, and we all quarterback that job. And there's things that we know or t- we know right off the rip. That's abuse. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. We know that right off the rip. No, there's other things that we, we don't understand because there's threats of lawsuits and there's things that they just don't want to get involved in. And so we don't necessarily know that. And that's the thing that I think that frustrates the police is that, yeah, there is some things that we just don't know about. And the reason we don't know about it is because they don't make the news and it makes their job harder. And it makes it harder to do community policing when that goes down. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna this. I don't think this can happen. You know, I I would be I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at year three and going into year four of his term, where it's still getting off the ground. Am I wrong? Yeah, and and this I am wrong. Th- no, this type of oversight over policing. This and is whether a or not, big big thing. Well, yes, yes, and like I said, this is something very controversial to come into office with. And to have to, you know, he's going to pick out his cabinet. He's going to pick out yeah. 
Because um, it, it's not just his the police chief. You also have, yeah, you also have to it's, figure out the right people that that have some common sense on the job that they have to do. Because it is a major city, and there's very dangerous people out there. So oh, you have yeah. to you have to walk a line between what's wrong and what's right, and make sure that the people who are doing that job know that difference and can can control themselves doing that, mm-hmm. and the people overseeing that can do that as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, we make jokes about skin in the game, but. You know, I live in Streetsboro, you live in River, and you will probably move again here shortly. Um, it's a city, though, that, you know, it, it, we have our opinions, and these are nothing but opinions. And we'll share them here on the podcast. I don't like to go into it on the air because I'm not a resident. I'm a taxpayer here because we work here, just like, you know, you and I work here. And this is where I make my living. This is the city that feeds my children. And someday your children and certainly feeds you and your wife. Yeah, everyone in this region benefits from yes. this city prospering and, and evolving and moving so, forward. Yes, yeah. so that's why this is such a big-ass deal of what Justin Bibb's going to do and what the city's going to do because my livelihood comes direct from the city and the people in the city and what goes on here. So it's hard for me to not pay attention to what's going on. Because I have I have people go, you live in Streetsboro. Don't worry about what's going on in Cleveland. That's not how this works. If I lived in Streetsboro and never came to Cleveland, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. I live in Streetsboro because it's a nice place that's between here and Youngstown, Ohio, and my parents or my dad in Canton, who will eventually I'll move closer to Streetsboro. He'll live in your guest house. I don't have a guest house. By the koi pond. I have a goldfish pond. By the shooting range. I do not have a shooting range. De facto shooting range, tell you that much. Yee. But either way, I would either way. Listen, they shot off. No, they. I had some a hole kids in the neighborhood making bottle rockets, and the cops came and they said I was shooting guns. It's a great movie, by the way. Bottle rockets. I advise everybody to go see it. Is that a yag or no? Bottle rockets. You want to get out of here, don't you? No, no. I'm going to say what I what I do like about this dude is he's going to show up. The fact, Kenny, that over the last 10 years, is there an event, is there a gala, is there uh, a charity, is there something that I did not attend? You were all over the place. I was all over the place. You know who I didn't see? The freaking mayor of Cleveland in 10 years. That'll change. Thank God. That'll change. This guy, this kid, (laughs) whatever you want to call him, this the bibber. Can you call him a kid since you're yeah, 40? I, I can. can. He, I'm a year older than he is. He is going to show up, and at least, at least he'll go to work. Hopefully, it's the right work for the city, but at least he'll go to work. That's a low bar. That's what you're supposed to do. Always set a high bar around here. I know, but at least I know he'll do it. And you know, as far as the, we grilled them. We grilled both candidates over the funding for, you know, these these massive venues in yeah. Cleveland, and we know how important they are to the fabric of the city, but what should the owners get? Yeah. How much of a subsidy should they take from taxpayers of the city and also the county? Those are questions that every politician have been asked since, man, it was 1991 the syntax, I think, was voted. Mm. 1991. We're talking 30 years of asking these same questions to politicians. He's going to have – I mean, there, you think about this. With, with with what's happened with the pandemic, people moving back in. Now, I want to see – you know, what, what – I know that there's been still a population drop. What's the population going to be after – I mean, really when we're truly through with the pandemic? 
whatever that definition is to everybody. Like when the housing market stabilizes, whatever, when there's people who, I mean, people are buying houses in West Park sight unseen, moving back home. What's that going to do? You know, what, what are we going to do for public schools? What can we provide to public schools? Can we just make it a place where people, can we make it a place where people get better? Or are we just making this a place where people have to go? Uh, these are things that he has to worry about because if he wants to move on and, and that's fine, he's more than welcome to move on and, and seek higher office. But if he's going to do so, these are things that are going to follow him. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the first step forward to what people are going to use every day against you in your political ads in your political ads for future office. And so what you do or don't do for this city in whatever amount of time you have will be used against you and will leave a lasting impression. And he can move on. God bless him if he does. Hopefully leaves it in a it leaves it in the right place cuz you know whether anybody wants to say it or not or anybody likes hearing it or not like I'm here for a long time. It seems that you are here for a long time. And this is something that we and our families and our children will deal with for a very long time to come. So to to not have an opinion on this, I think would be irresponsible by you and me, considering we're both working in the city and we both talk to people in the city. And there are major industries in this city that we derive our income from and the whole reason we have a bit we have our lives here. So I wish him I wish him luck. I really, really do. I get a little nervous. I don't want it to turn into a Dennis Kucinich type of thing from way back. Of course, I wasn't alive for it. Nor was I. Um, I get a little nervous about that, but that's just an ageism thing. I mean, he is young. He's 34. I don't know if I'm ready. You know, I get – Lyman makes fun of me. I get nervous around rich people. Which I never understand why. They listen to the show, man. I don't think I get as nervous as you do. I, I don't think I get as nervous around – I just let you <sighs> – I don't think I'm necessarily nervous. I just think you're better at the conversation with the rich people, and so I just let you talk. And so since I'm not, hey, how you doing? My usual loud self, I think that throws you off. You go, Ken's nervous. (laughs) It's skittish. That Andrew Zellman conversation, I knew that I was not in on that convo. You ever told him about that? No. My opinion? No. And that, why not? Does he ever listen to the podcast? No. That bastard. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. We do have – you'd be surprised. The demographics of the people that listen to this show. Which show? The regular show or the, the podcast? The regular show. It is It is all comers. It's everybody. Well, not, you know, you get a little bit of me, you get a little bit of you. We don't get enough women. We have not done a good job. Yeah, I don't know what that is women. about. I, You know, I, I thought that we would be – I think we're a pretty easy hang for women. I don't, I don't understand – I don't understand why – I don't think you're a misogynist, are you? Oh, I think there's a little bit of everything in me. I think you depending are, on the minute, depending on the minute you listen to. In our age group, there are certain old in our in our generation, you're millennial, I'm millennial. There are certain old standards that are probably the last thing you'll see in our in our age group. And so every now some old ways of thinking might mm-hmm. pop out between men and women with us. And plus, you know, it is 1957 in my household. Well, your gender that, that, roles, that doesn't yes. help. Yeah. The, the gender roles in your household. And actually, it's turning into the gender roles of my household, too. <laughs> she said yesterday, are you ever going to cook for me? And my, my warning is... Oh, see, that's not even a question. But no, my... I offer. I offer. Okay, I actually do offer. My warning is, yes, but you're running the risk of me ruining the night. So... Really? Have at it. Oh, come on. It's not that hard. Just have at it. She... I'll tell you this. Now it's just a BS session. I got to get going here soon. 
she um she insists she does the cooking she does the cleaning she rears the children i mean it is it's 1957 in the home and i make food and i don't think she really likes it because i usually make some sort of italian whether it be chicken and and or chicken parmesan and and, and pasta or whatever and I always turn. I have. I like Italian people more than she does, and she's Italian. Yes, she is. Yeah. I play Italian. I play Tony Bennett. I play Sinatra. I play a. Lo- I play a lot of it. Uh, I got the mix. I got it. I got, it's called Murray Hill. You want me to go through yeah, the yeah. mix of Murray Hill? I mean, it is. It is everybody. Why? What's the matter? Well, you know our rights and everything. Oh no, I'm not going to play the music. Oh. I'm just going to tell you the. I'm going to tell you some of the artists. Um, I got Louis Prima. Well, oh yeah. Um, who else do I got? Who else do I got? I got. I told you Sinatra. Now I'm trying to find it. I can't find Murray Hill. There it is. Boom. Here we go. Dean Martin. Oh God, of course. Yeah, I got. A, I got like 40 Dean Martin. Yeah, Botticelli. Songs. Perry Como. Yes, I do have Botticelli. Uh, I got a couple. I got a. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Nino Rota. Oh, okay, shit. the Godfather Waltz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Darren, which you know that gets thrown back in the 50s. That's kind of like you know the old times. Um, there's a little Nat King Cole that slipped in here. Here we go. Um. More Louis Prima. Yeah, I got a bunch of this stuff here. I got I got Bonacera, and I got another one that's on my Amazon, and I play that loud, and that kind of throws off. I got old Italian opera music that's on there, too. Like we're in La Dolce Vita all over again. Do you have any spaghetti Western music? Uh, No, I do not. <laughs> so, all right, that's the end of the podcast, right? We'll talk more about that's our family it? structures on Tuesday. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.